Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was a busy first weekend of free agency for the St. Louis Blues. As you just heard, they have signed Tory Krug. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker, and we head now to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and the head coach of your St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube, is standing by. Chief, good morning. Thanks for taking some time with us today. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks, guys. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Good morning, Chief. Well, we want to talk to you, obviously, about the signing of Tory Krug. We just played some cuts from Doug Armstrong prior to you joining us, and one of the things that was mentioned was his size. He's 5'9", 186. As Army said, he's not tall, obviously, but he is thick. So the Blues play a pretty specific style of hockey. How is Krug going to fit into that system? Yeah, he'll be fine. I mean, he, he he's uh, I guess he's not very tall, but he plays, he plays heavy for his size. You know, he's physical. I don't know if you guys remember... Uh, the finals last year, he was pretty physical in that series, a couple big hits, and, you know, he gets involved physically. I mean, anybody that plays for the Bruins organization, um, you know, you can't you can't go into an organization like that and, and get by if you're a light player. Um, he's not a light player. Again, he's not very tall, but he plays, he plays a heavy game. Chief, what sort of impression did he make on you in the finals. It's one thing to see a guy during the regular season and some guys just play differently during the postseason. So what was Craig Berube's impression of Krug after those seven games against Boston? Well, the, his power, the power play is fantastic in Boston and he, and he runs it from the top. He does a great job. He's very good on the power play. It's very noticeable. I know their power play was pretty good against us in the finals. So that was one area where you really notice him. The other one is, again, his competitiveness, um, you know, I think that uh, over everything is skill level and his skating and puck movement. He's a competitive guy, and that's what intrigues us the most, I think, out of all of it is we like competitive people, and um, he, he's definitely a competitor. Coach Army said that when he initially made contact with Krug to go through this process, that you then had to have a conversation with him on the phone. What was that conversation like? Was it kind of feeling him out, seeing if he'd be a good fit here? Was it sealing the deal? Can you take us in that initial conversation with Tori Krug? Well, I think uh, Tori, you know, asked questions about us and how we play in our system and things like that and how he's going to be used. So, you know, I basically uh, went over some th- some things. You know, like in the last two years, we're the, we're uh, probably one of the well top three scoring defensemen in the National Hockey League. So, you know, I'm just letting him know that our D are very involved in the offense, whether it's you know from a breakout uh, position or in the offensive zone. Uh, power play, obviously, um, you know, he's going to be getting uh, a lot of power play time. He's very good in the power play. And just our style of play overall um, with, you know, number one team in the league in the offensive zone with puck possession, things like that. So I'm letting him know how we play, even though a lot of these players understand the system stuff, but it's a philosophy of how we want to play. And 
the other thing I talked to him about was just, you know, our, our locker room and our players and, and uh, things like that. So that's the stuff that uh, I went over with him and, and the questions he asked. Craig, you had a lot of situations last year where you had to play guys, uh, not necessarily out of position, but a lot of guys that like the right side played the left, specifically Falk for much of the season. You're going to have a lot more balance now. How important is that to you? Well, it's very important. I think we put Falker in a lot of positions that were, you know, not not. I don't say fair. I mean, you're you're playing on a team. You're getting paid good money. You're going to do what the coach asks, right? And he does. And then, and then credit to him that he's a team guy. But you know, he played us offside a lot in different situations. So now we have ready lefty combo, which is very nice. And uh, you know, just with your transition game or your breakouts and things like that, it's it's so important. And you mentioned the scoring from your defenseman. Now with Falk and Krug and Pareko, you've got some real choices to put on the points on the power play, too. Well, definitely. They're all, like, and done, too. Vince Dunn's there, mm-hmm. and he's played power play. So we have a lot of real capable power play guys and offensive guys that can uh, produce for us, and that's going to be important. In today's game, you know, it's important that your defense are involved and uh, and, and putting points up. Chief, Alex Petrangelo, obviously a huge member of the St. Louis Blues organization. He wore the C. He was a huge leader on this team. If he, in fact, signs with Vegas, that's an opportunity for some other people on this team who have leadership skills to step up and assume more of a leadership role. So who, in your opinion, are some of the guys that are really vocal leaders on this team? We've got a lot of leaders. I mean, I think, you know, obviously Petra wore the C, but we ask everybody to lead in their own way, I think, uh, and they all do. You know, some guys lead by example on the ice uh, with their effort and their competitiveness. Other guys are vocal and talk a lot. You know, if, you know, on the bench, and I'm not in a locker room all the time. I try to leave that to the players. But, you know, we have a, a bunch of guys that are pretty vocal that I hear on the bench. Ryan O'Reilly is one of them. You know, um, Braden Shen, guys like that will step up and say things, you know, on the bench and, and get involved that way if things need to be said. David Perron's a very vocal guy on the bench. Um, got a lot of emotion in his game. And, uh, you know, that brings out the best in us, I believe. Like, um, he gets very uh, involved during the game on the bench. Um, and I think it brings the best out of our hockey team. Chief, because you don't spend a ton of time in the room, your captain is a, a big-time liaison between you and the players. How important, from a coaching perspective, off and on the ice, was Petro for you? Listen, he was a great, he's a great uh, captain and a, and a great player uh, on and off the ice. You know, he led by example on the ice um, with his play and in the locker room, you know, he was very vocal when needed to be, or, you know, the coaching staff, you know, needed him to step up uh, and, you know, maybe, you know, talk to the team about a few things. He, he was very good about it. So he's, you know, again, um, you know, it's just one of those things that's going on right now, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about him. And one of the things, if indeed he is not back, it shows where the NHL is now with the injuries to Tarasenko and Steen. You might open the next season with seven different players than you played in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. That just shows, you talk about where the league is right now, that shows how different it is that a third of your roster could be turned over a season after winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, there's a lot of movement in today's game uh, with everything, with the salary cap and uh, a lot of you know things that come up. So that's the way it is. Uh, but uh, I, listen, we're, we'll figure it out and we'll uh, 
we'll, we'll do what we have to do to be successful. Coach, I want to ask you about Kyle Clifford as well. Signed him yesterday. What sort of a player can Blues fans expect from Kyle Clifford? Yeah, very hard-nosed player up and down. You know, the wing He's going to take the body and, uh, you know, he's a very physical player. But, you know, he put up close to 20 points last year, so he's capable of putting some pucks in the net and uh, making some plays and things like that. So um, he won two Stanley Cups with L.A. We like that. He knows how to win. He's been on a winning winning team, winning organization, which is important. He understands his role, uh, you know, and he's a role guy. So uh, we're always looking for role guys that uh, can go out there and, and uh, whether it's a physical player, a penalty killer, a checker, things like that. So he's a very capable player that way, and we're very, very fortunate to have him sign. I think it's a great signing. Chief, 2020 has been such a weird year. It feels like forever ago since you guys uh, were in the playoffs and the bubble, but it, was, it wasn't that long ago, actually. But I don't think we've had an opportunity to speak to you since that moment. So can you just take us back there? What was that experience like for you guys in the bubble? And what was the biggest challenge for you as the coach having that unusual environment for your team? Yeah, I mean, it was a challenge for sure, I think, um, I think there was a lot of uncertainty going into the bubble from a lot of teams. I can't speak for other teams other than our own, but I can just, you know, I, I, I hear things or I saw things. And again, there was a lot of uncertainty with a lot of different teams going into the bubble. Uh, so that was a challenge to get everybody on board, what we're doing and what we're trying to do here. Um, you know, I think guys were, you know, not sure about it all and, and being away from their families and everything going on with the COVID. So but I thought that uh, when we got there, we got settled in. I think the NHL did a fantastic job of running the whole thing. I thought it was run real smoothly. Um, the biggest challenge that I thought in game was uh, no crowd. Uh, there was not a lot of emotion in the first few games we played, and that hurt us. And, you know, we had to try to create our own emotion amongst ourselves on the team because without the crowd noise and just everything, it's pretty quiet. So I thought that was a big challenge for us. Um, you know, going, going forward, but, you know, we didn't play good enough, uh, as a team to win. And that's why we got beat. Um, uh, like I said, you know, you got to give credit to Tampa played great. Uh, Dallas played great. And that's why they're in the finals. And, uh, you know, uh, that, but, uh, the biggest challenge, I thought that was a lack of emotion in the game. Chief, they're talking about a January 1st return and obviously camp would be in December if we can get there, but there aren't as many fans in the stands. Is there something that you would do different to try to enhance the energy level if you don't have a ton of fans in the stands, if you, if you have 4,000 there or something like that? Um, I'm not sure, you know, what you can really, you know, do other than try to create your own emotion amongst your team, which I think we did in the end. Like, I think we got there, um, you know, we just have to play better. I, I think that like, the bottom line is if you, you know, I'm only speaking from our team. If we don't have everybody on board, 20 guys, both goalies, everybody involved and, and doing the job, you know, we have a tough time winning. Uh, that's what we're, we're a team and that's how we play and, and uh, that's how we win. Uh, so, you know, we just got to play better as a team. Couple more quick things. Number one, some coaches have their players vote on the C and the A's. Some coaches pick it themselves. How will you approach that in training camp when you have to uh, choose your new captain for the Blues? Well, we're not even there yet. Petrangelo's still not signed, so 
you never know. Um, he's our captain still, and that's the way we're looking at it right now. And then finally, uh, Army told us the other night that you won't have Vladdy, who you didn't have last season, or Steen to start the season. Uh, who do you like to plug into that top six role? Well, we we moved a lot of guys around last year um, trying to find a fit. So I personally think Robert Thomas is ready to take on um, a top six role in, in the NHL. So right now, you know, I'd probably be looking at him to to uh, play up there with whoever. So I have to figure that out uh, when the time comes. But for me right now, he's the most capable guy of going up there and, and filling that role. All right. Coach, always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. And hopefully we'll see you sooner rather than later. Hey, thanks for having me on. You guys take care. You too. That is Craig Bruby, the chief, joining us on 101 ESPN. It's so weird to think that we're only a few months away, potentially, of them starting up again yeah. about the off season. It's got to be so strange for them to not have their normal routine. Oh, I'm going to go to the cottage. This is how I'm going to approach my off season. This is the flow in which it unfolds. It's 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 a weird year. Yeah, you don't want to go up to the cottage in Canada now in <laughs> in October. Now's not the play. And. If they start on January 1, we're probably mm-hmm. looking at December 1st for the start of training camp. Right. But we don't know how a preseason would work. No. We have no idea for the Blues, uh, even where training camp would be held, how they can go about having fans in the stands. I- I'm assuming that it would be at Centene, by the way. But yeah. do you do it at Centene or do you do it at Enterprise Center where it's bigger and you don't have – obviously – you have more space for social distancing at Enterprise than you do at Centene. So there are a lot of questions that they need to be answered. And it's mid-October. And how do you like that, uh, hey, we don't know what's going to happen yet? I appreciate that because you still don't know. He's still not signed. I'm I'm convinced he's going to sign elsewhere. So am I, but he's still not signed. <laughs> so if you're if you're Craig Berube and you have the utmost respect for Alex Petrangelo until he has signed elsewhere, he is right in saying he's your captain. True. But, but I don't think that he's going back here. <laughs> Coming up, Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues on 101 ESPN.